Hey guys, this is Ruben Langdon, a.k.a. Dante from Devil May Cry, a.k.a. Ken Masters from Street Fighter, and also Chris Redfield from the Resident Evil series. And you are listening to the Casanova Podcast, the number one podcast in Hawaii. Jackpot. This wasn't written with your comfort in mind. Nah. Made my decision, wasn't tough to decide. Nah. Me and my boys, we get it done every time. <laughs> Gotta earn it, you can't just jump in the line. You'll get rushed to the side. I, I, I top my division, I've been building since I started. In the parking lot, I parked it. I came in while picking targets. My career cannot be tarnished. I'm a champion regardless. Celebrate, but this is a different kind of lucha party. We are not alike. I don't, I don't want your advice, I don't want your opinions It's not gonna be different from the ones I told to listen I've been working on a bigger picture and y'all ain't impressing me Hey, como se dice, shut your mouth, respect the legacy Ain't no comparisons, y'all just embarrassments All of my confidence is rooted in my heritage, yo And with Mendoza and Mr. Wild, we showing what this about Phantom driving your career is disavowed, what's happening, y'all? Welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova podcast. And today we are joined by the one, the only Nabil of Neo Geo. Now it's such an honor to have you on the show, man. How are you doing today? <laughs> really good. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you so awesome, much. Man. You have a lot of fans out here in Hawaii. So like, this is going to oh, really? be really awesome for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it's, it's a huge SNK community out here and it's just you know, outside of you and Shiryu, the uh, Shiryu game and a couple others, like it's really been not easy finding content that's centered around, you know, SNK as a whole. So it's like seeing the work that you've put in, like with the documentaries and, and the, uh, the, the recaps and the live streams and everything that you've done. And it's just been like, I, I want to say thank you for the work that you've been putting in and, and just well, showing thank, love to Thank you for the kind words and, and thank you for watching. I mean, I, I started the channel in 2019, I believe. So about, yeah, it's about three years now. And it's, it was just something that I wanted to do because I've, you know, I've been a fan of SNK since, you know, since the first few games, since the first Fatal Fury game. So, and yeah, I, did, I didn't expect to get, you know all the fans and all the people enjoying the, the the content so again thanks thanks to you and all the fans as well yeah definitely man like and what um i guess before we dive into like your your career in, in content creating what got you like if we were to step into like the delorean let's go back in time like what was the moment that made you like the big fan of snk or you know were you more of a did you initially start off like more of a Capcom fan and then you shifted over to SNK or what was the origin point for you? Well, honestly, the first fighting game I played, the first time I saw a fighting game, I first of all, I, I saw a fighting game in, in, in like magazines first and I, and I couldn't, my mind couldn't understand what a fighting game is because I was used, you know, back in the day. And this, I'm talking about, you know, 1991. Uh, so I was still playing on my uh, NES at the time. So I didn't, mm. I didn't fully understand what's the one versus one thing. So when I saw when I saw Street Fighter Two, uh, the World War in front of me, that was that was something that you know I was I was mesmerized from from the get go. You know I loved Street Fighter. I was a huge. I'm still a big Street Fighter fan, honestly. So I was really captivated by Street Fighter Two. But and then I, I was just wanted to play every other fighting game. Fighting games mm -hmm. were the best games in the world for me. 
And that's how I got to play Fatal Fury. And you when you compare the first Fatal Fury to Street Fighter 2 in terms of gameplay and characters, it is kind of inferior in terms of gameplay and mm-hmm. characters to Street Fighter 2, right? Uh, it's you know, it is what it is. But I sure. love <laughs> the idea of of the you know how much uh, you know how much SNK uh, took its story seriously. You know, Street Fighter mm-hmm. 2. You know, the story was we didn't understand the story back then, so it was it was very very basic. It was no backstory. You know, it was just people fighting each other. There was an you know evil person, Bison or Vega, depending on where you are. <laughs> uh, but Fatal was this whole story of revenge and and you know and. Uh, the brothers coming back and all that, and then after that, I remember playing. Uh, I can't remember was it. I think Samurai Showdown, and that actually just blew my mind again. Street Fighter with swords, and you know, and again trying to find the stories. I had it on Super Nintendo, I believe, and uh, I remember, and I was playing it all the time. And then I got to Fatal Fury too, and it's just it's just been from one game to another. I've, I was playing other fighting games. I'm a, I'm a huge Street Fighter fan. I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. But SNK and these characters, you know, Terry Bogart, I, I kind of grew up with these guys. So yeah. it's, it's just started from, really started from the first Fatal Fury. And then it, it started shaping up with Fatal Fury 2, Samurai Showdown. And then when I saw King of Fighters 94 at the arcades back in 94, that was, again, you know, another thing that just made me more a fan than I, than I uh, already was at the time. So that's how I got into it. And, and I haven't missed a single release since then. And it's just like, I feel like the like, the younger generation, you know, that's coming up now, people who were born in like 98 or 2000 or, damn, we're, we're aging ourselves right now. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the generation that was growing up, like in current times, like they, they don't have that like understanding of what the arcades were, but like that was like our online tournaments back then. Like we would go to arcades, put our quarters up. Like that's how we discovered a lot of new games. If it wasn't gaming magazines and, you know, fighting games, I know, you know, now it's like the Fortnites and the Call of Duties and everything like totally. that. But yeah. for us growing up, it was the fighting games. Like it was the beat em ups and then it became the fighting games. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Street Fighter 2 changed the landscape. And then we had Fatal Fury and then we had Sam Show. We had uh, Art of Fighting and we had Mortal Kombat. Uh, it was a Fighter's History, which yeah. I actually loved Fighter's History, even though that was like a blatant Street Fighter 2 copy. But it, it's crazy, like, just looking back on, like, how that scene was and, like, how influential it was for us. And then just seeing how it, like, towards the 2000s just went away. Yeah, and then you heard like Sega is like completely pulled out of the arcade. Absolutely, that that's Man. yeah, that's that's heartbreaking because I always wanted to go to Japan and actually see that uh, you know that that arcade place in there, but unfortunately, uh, didn't happen. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's kind it's kind of sad, but it's I mean it's you know looking at it, it it's not surprising, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. I think Japan is they really is the only country right now that held on. Uh, to arcades as much as possible, but it just, you know, it's just the truth. It's just it's a it's a dying business. It, it yeah. is what it is. Very true. Um, with the the one thing I noticed that Mortal Kombat started doing it after SNK, but with the fact that SNK has, I would say, from the nineties onward, like early nineties to even now like they've always been very consistent with strong storytelling and it's something where 
I know a lot of people, I, I've had conversations with people where they mix up like the KOF timeline with like the Fatal Fury Art of Fighting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that's, that's kind of easy to do, but they're separate, but they, they yeah. kind of overlap, but they, yeah. they're, they're yeah. separate. But the fact, like I, I put up a poll not long ago where I asked like, which has the stronger storytelling Capcom or SNK? And a lot of people were like, Oh, Capcom. And I'm like, really? Why? They're like, Oh, street fighter has really strong storytelling. I'm like, compared to fatal fury and KOF and art of fighting. No, no, not just, really. <laughs> again, I, when I say that, and I've, and I've said this multiple times on my streams, some people didn't, didn't like it, but I, I, I always start by saying I'm a huge street fighter fan. I, I've played every street fighter. I know the stories. I love street fighter. Right. But story-wise, it was it has been stagnating for a long time. Yeah. You know, the Street Fighter Two. Okay, we got the idea. Street Fighter Three was a huge, you know, jump. Street Fighter Four tried to try to kind of like go back into the story part, but it was very confusing and and it was kind of like a Street Fighter Two retelling almost, right? So yeah. the characters in Street Fighter, unfortunately, they don't grow up. They don't, you know, you don't see an evolution in character, right? I mean, look at Terry Bogard. You know, we saw him when. You know, looking, trying just to have his revenge, to growing up and taking over. You know, basically raising a kid, right? Rock Howard. So mm -hmm. these kind of things you don't see in other fighting games. Yeah, Mortal Kombat does it, but I think they, they, you know, and again, I'm just switching subject. <laughs> again, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan as well, but I'm not a fan of where the story is going with it. It's just getting too convoluted. You know, it's more like a Marvel universe thing than yeah. Mortal Kombat right now. But SNK kept its thing, you know, where it's a good story. It's you know the character evolve, grow up, etc., which is which is what you want in a in a good story. I'm not saying it's without its fault. Absolutely not. There's a lot of questionable things, you know. But yeah. that's a, that's another subject. When we get <laughs> into the lore, <laughs> I, I definitely have to say, like one of the things that kind of frustrates me with, uh, if we were to touch on like the the KOF timeline, is the direction that they've gone with uh the nest characters you know mm -hmm. the, the nest art characters like after 2001 i know they kind of were trying to do more with like k dash and kula and maxima but it kind of felt like the, it was leading somewhere when we got to kof 11 and then kof 13 kind of just like eh, pull back a little bit with k dash and cool and i felt yeah. like kula okay my frustration with kula is when she was introduced she was such a badass character when she was introduced yeah, yeah. and they've just and i understand plot wise why they did it but it's like they've regressed her character and i was like about to lose my mind if i was like did she join cronin and in hell because yeah. of ice cream i'm so glad that's not the reason yeah that's, but... not, that's not the case, <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> That's not I understand, yeah, because when she was created, right, like she's the anti K Dash, and her whole point is to defeat K Dash. It was really, she was a badass character. And, but she was, and they even said that in the beginning, but that it wasn't shown in those few first few games that she was a child, right? Mm -hmm. So now that she's free from the nest and all that, she's acting like a child that never grows up. Whether her character is going to grow up, whether she's going to have more things to do, I don't really know. But I think they moved her, like, I think it started good, but then right now, there's nothing uh, big going on with her. Not sure if that's, you know... And again, you got to think about, you know, they're introducing so many characters, and each arc or each saga has its own protagonist and all that, so they focus more on that, and the other characters just get a little bit 
of the story. And maybe it has to do with how limited staff, limited you know budgets and whatnot. But uh, I, I, I see I see your point about cool. I absolutely agree. Yeah, this, that was just my frustration. I mean, then we got the they have they haven't done anything with the Hizoku clan. They haven't done anything with the dragon arc. With yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's gonna happen. I don't think they're gonna because it was last time we saw it was on King of Fighters thirteen. It was it was that ending yeah. where it shows that you know the Hizoku clan are still there. Ron is still interested in that dragon spirit thing. So I think it's gonna. I think I think it's gonna it's gonna pay up. Maybe not. Probably not in this. Probably not in King of Fighters 15 or this current arc, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's going to come back. They're not, I mean, Duolon is such an important character and such a popular character, and I will be surprised if he's not a DLC, by the way, down the line. So once you talk about Duolon, you absolutely have to talk about Ron, and then you have to talk about the Hizoku. So I think it's just yeah. a matter of time with, with, with those guys. I'm still upset we didn't get Cam. I wanted to see his pants in this new in- this new engine. <laughs> yeah, it, that's yeah. You know, it's um. I don't want to talk about the leaks, right? I, you know, You're right. Nothing has been right. announced, but uh, I'll be frustrated with some if those things are real. There's some frustrations that I'm gonna have to vent once that's confirmed because we have some characters before staples like yeah. Kim. But, but I, I again, I will be very surprised if he's not gonna show up down the line it's it i think it's a guarantee that kim is gonna be in there yeah. it, I, maybe it's actually they're trying to make him look because kim was like the you know in 13 was kind of like the showcase of of the engine right? <laughs> yeah. so maybe that's what they're trying to do I, very surprising he's not in the base roster honestly very surprising i was actually surprised that the base roster was like what was it it's uh nine characters uh smaller than 14 I yeah. expected, I honestly, I honestly expected it to be 55 or 56 oh, really? characters for this go around. Because, you know, usually with each KOF game, they, they try to bump up the roster a little bit more. So yeah, I but, was, but the thing is, usually it's because they're using the same engine and they just add, you know, true. using the same. With 14 to 15, it's a complete overhaul, right? I mean, they went to a brand new, they mean not brand new, but they're using the Unreal Engine instead of their own SNK engine that they built up, which was very, very limited, as you know. So they still used, and that's, it's not, it's not insider information, I think, but it's just, you can see it from, from the, uh, from the trailers. They, they still use the assets from 14. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's the same assets that they probably, um, you know, exported into into the Unreal, which is uh, which is what most companies do. Uh, so they still use those base uh, characters and it just made them look better. So it, w- it was more of a more of a you know um, using this brand new engine. So I, honestly, I was expecting less. I was expecting less than thirty nine because I knew it was going to take them. Because look at Samurai Showdown. It was the first game they used Unreal Engine. It didn't have a lot of characters. Started with like fifteen or sixteen. I can't, I can't remember. So mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting thirty nine. I'm happy we got thirty nine and. 12 more or 13 13 more dlc for the first season i think or first year so i think i think it's i think it's gonna it's gonna be a big roster uh, looking at you know, looking at it a couple years from now and again i'll be very surprised if game is not there it will be very surprised. <laughs> and the other thing you're, you we've noticed like from the initial teaser trailer to each trailer we've gotten consecutively over the months and the year um is they've gotten better and better with the engine 
like the character models are looking substantially better than from what they did at the beginning. That's why it's interesting to me. I've seen some people, like some game journalists, have referred to KOF 15 as looking like a PlayStation 2 game. And I'm like, have you played a PlayStation 2 game? Because it doesn't look like a PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> you know, Game of Fighters 14 was not looking great. PlayStation 2? Yeah. No, but it wasn't looking great. Absolutely. You know, comparing it to other games that were released at the same time. And I was really, really bummed out by the graphics when the game came out, you know, because KOF was always, even though it was, it was outdated in the 2000s, right? I mean, 2002, mm-hmm. 2003, that looked, you know, but it was still pick, beautiful pixel art, right? It was still, and then 13 just blew everybody's mind, 12 yeah. and 13. So 14 was kind of a letdown from the graphics perspective, but 15 looks really great. I don't know what some people saying it's a glow up version of 14. No, it's not. I mean, it's using the same models, but you have different physics, hair physics, and clothing physics, which we didn't have. It looks like a modern. It's like a modern game, really. Yeah. And then, like, I, I, like the way I was, I was really concerned with, like, before we got the beta, I was like, how is it going to play? Is it going to play? You know. Point for point, like 14, because one of the things I kind of didn't like about 14, and I understand why they inputted it, was the auto combo. And I always wanted uh, the capability of turning it off because I I just don't like auto combos and fighters. I understand it's for accessibility, getting newer people in to play it, which is interesting because KOF is not, not really an easy fighter to dive into when you get into the meats and mean potatoes of it. But mm-hmm. I I like how in 15, how it's there, but it doesn't just auto-trigger immediately. Like, you have to be a certain proximity for it to take into effect. And I like how they retooled a lot of the characters. Like, Terry feels like Terry from KOF 98. Yeah. And I'm so happy. I'm like, finally, he's got his power dunk back. Yeah. <laughs> And the DP uh, rising tackle instead of yes, charge. yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he, he's, it, he's it, a it, beast. It, I think it, you know the beta was. I think they they it was the right move for them to give us a beta because a lot of us. Well, I mean, not even talking about the netcode, but gameplay wise, we you know we were everybody was worried how the game is going to play, and I think it plays great. I think it they took fourteen and made it better in terms of gameplay, not not graphics. Yeah. They all the complaints we had about fourteen, which is except for auto combo, turning them off. Uh, so, you know, you have the max mode, you know, doing EX moves outside max mode, which is a game changer. Uh, and then, uh, and then auto combos. Now, you know, you have the options, right? It, depending on what button you press, it is going to be a normal or a special or a super. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. There's, there's one thing though, that is interesting about auto combos in this game is that there are some combos you can't do without actually using the auto combo, which is True. kind of. Yeah, that might. I think they're trying to have people use auto combos. I mean, some games only rely on auto combos, like Dragon Ball Fighter Z, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. I, I don't like them myself. Um, I always hated it in the first game, but if it brings more people, uh, why not? You know, I have I have um, my my uh, my seven year old daughter. She she likes to dabble a little bit in King of Fighters and. Auto combos is everything she hoped for because she can do flashy things just by pressing one button. So <laughs> it kind of works for people who just want to see flashy moves and whatnot. But again, I, I agree. I would like to have the option to turn it off so, so I don't use it. My opponent can use it. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't want to you know, accidentally trigger and use a super while I 
wasn't trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't want to burn meter if we don't have to. And, you know, and what are your thoughts like when it comes to, I guess, the fighting game industry pushing more so or more so towards like accessibility in fighting games? Do you think that does that realistically, in your opinion, draw more people into playing fighting games or is it kind of like a stopgap? <laughs> that's a really tough question. You know, um, I think we're pretty much from around the same generation, man. You so yeah. you kind of remember back in the day, it was it was that challenge, right? That that difficulty that that draw a lot of people in because you wanted to learn, you wanted to prove that you can do this this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But again, back then we didn't have as many video games, right? I mean, I remember back in the day, I would maybe buy two games a year if I'm lucky, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you have you have games on your phone. You have people with with really short attention span because there's so much stuff going on. You have you have the you know the multimedia is all around you. You have I'm not even talking about social media. You have games on your phones. You have Netflix. You have streaming. You have, everything's trying to draw your attention. So people mm-hmm. tend to not spend not to you know spend a lot of time on things that's just gonna you know I'm not gonna bother spending I don't know two weeks trying to learn this game. I'm just gonna play this other game. So yeah. It's kind of true that you need to have some some sort of accessibility to try to draw in new people. I, I, I absolutely agree with that because fighting games are a niche and they are not in a healthy position, in a healthy place but as we were back in the day. Yes, we're doing better than the 2000s, absolutely, for sure. But it's still, you know, if you look at esports events and, you know, most of the people are from... Our generation, there are there are mm-hmm. few. There's still some younger generation, but they're really few compared to to the old generation. So that's that's a bit of a problem. However, I don't like the fact that they force that on everybody. I think this should be an option. Some games try to do that. I think um, uh, Grand Blue, I think, has that. I haven't played it, mm-hmm. but that's what I heard. So you have you can do the easy uh, play, uh, or you can do the normal one. And then if you go easy, uh, you actually you do less damage or some some stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it's it's a different it's a di- difficult balance to do, but you have to try to draw both people in. You have to, and I'm glad King of Fighters kept it right now. Besides the auto combos, it's still uh, you know uh, geared towards people who who are you know people who played this game before these franchises. Uh, so it's a really tough tough question, but yeah, I think you need to try and and. Uh, you need to find a way to draw in new people. And I think there are other ways of just, instead of just doing the easy play mode, there are other things, you know, like Mortal Kombat does it. Mortal Kombat is not, you know, it's not King of Fighters, but it's not an, that easy of a game. It's, it's, it's a tough game, mm-hmm. but it draws people in. Well, some of it just because of the gore and blood, you know, a lot of people just go and play that because of that. But also the stories in this extensive story mode that they have. I think things like that bring some people who just want to learn about these characters and just want to enjoy the single player content. So I think the the answer to bring new people in is just it's not necessarily to make it very easy to play for everyone, but to have content that will bring new people. Extensive story modes, right? Not just arcade mode does not cut it anymore in this in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of single player content. Not everybody wants to play online. Yes. That game definitely needs to have good online and robust netcode, but you need to have single player content that's gonna bring in people who just wants to get into this world for the first time. Yeah, definitely. And it's you know looking at what uh, NR looking at what uh, NRS Studios has done with 
you know, changing the way story modes are presented in fighting games and how that's influenced so many other games. I mean, it's clearly influenced KOF 15 and how they're presenting their story. It's influenced uh, Guilty Gear uh, with Strive yeah. and... Um, I want to say Exar was kind of similar, slightly. I feel, or was Which it one? more? Uh, uh, well, actually, yeah, I think so. The, the thing with Strive, I haven't, I, you know, it's, I I bought the game, I bought I bought the collector's edition, and I haven't played it at all. So. <laughs> But uh, I know the story mode is you just watch it. You don't you don't even play, which is kind of strange. yeah. That that I think that they took it one step into the wrong direction <laughs> because you know what's the point? Uh, you still have to play. Street Fighter tried it with their expansion. It didn't do a good job because the story was was a bit weak. Uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat is still entertaining, honestly. Like uh, Eleven, I played it and all the expansions, and it's it's still entertaining and. SNK so far haven't delivered in terms of story mode. Uh, and I don't have high hopes for, for 15, honestly, just to be, be frank, because when somewhere I showed down, we have something called story mode, but it wasn't really a story mode. It was just an arcade mode with, with an ending, right? And a and, yeah. and couple cutscenes. So I don't know what to expect in, in 15. And if there's one game that needs a good story mode, it's KOF. It really needs it. Yeah. But... Um, Maybe things will change with the whole, um, you know, changes in management in SNK. But um, I, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath for 15 story mode. I think it's just going to be an arcade mode with, with you know, like the interactions that we saw, which is at least now they're in 3D, which is cool, yeah. and few cutscenes in an end. And I think that's what's going to happen. With all the uh, teasing and illusions that they keep doing with uh, Galro. Mark of the Wolves. How do you think realistically we have a shot at getting Mark of the Wolves too? I think we have a shot at getting a new Federal Fury game. Uh, that will be, which would make more sense, uh, kind of for both, like a sequel to Garu and a sequel to Federal Fury. So, so you'll have characters from Garu, Mark of the Wolves, and characters from from Federal Fury. I don't think you're gonna have. Like a pure Garo sequel with only the Garo, you know, like what what they intended Garo two to be. I think you're gonna have, yeah, you're probably gonna have Freeman and Andy and Kevin and whatnot. But then you're gonna have and Rock, and then you get, but then you're gonna have Andy and Terry and Joe. So Kim, it's gonna be a mixture of both casts. That, that's more realistic because that that way you're kind of hitting one bird with two stones. Uh, well, two birds with one stone. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't want to hit a bird with two stones. <laughs> uh, because yeah it's it's still it's it's kind of difficult you know it's been so long such a long time since the first garo came out uh and there's it's also been such a long time that a normal fit of fury game came out and i think the next the next game from snk the next fighting game from snk is going to be that fair of fury sequel i think it's and looking that way it makes sense. i mean the, the amount of teasing that they they've been doing it, it definitely looks that way and, yeah. and one of the things i was thinking about it a lot of people who love rock as a character primarily know him through cvs yeah. too or through kof 14 or maximum impact one and two they, they don't really 
as far as like playing Mark of the Wolves, I don't know many people that have actually like outside of us and, and people who are SNK fans, like think of um Maximilian, like his love for rock came from CVS too, not so mm-hmm. much as Mark of the Wolves. So it would be interesting, like, okay, yeah, we got got a Mark of the Wolves too, and a lot of people are gonna be like, What? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you say Fatal Fury too. Fatal Fury is kind of known uh, more than just God. Yeah. You know, it's. I, I don't think we're gonna get like a pure God. I, I I don't think it makes sense, honestly. As much as I'm a fan of of, of God Mark of the Wolves, I'd love to see a pure sequel. I like from a, from from a marketing or from a from a financial perspective, I don't think it makes more sense than actually having a sequel to both series, which is again still one series anyway. Yeah. Um, so with, um, with the fact that SNK, I'd like to say that SNK is back, like they're back like we're not going through the drought that we had through the two thousands. Like they've pretty much got all their IPs back clearly with, you know, uh, KOF 14 being the first title, I would say with them being fully backed and Sam show. And we got 15. I see uh, just like you, like Fail Fury being the next game. And they also want to revive a lot of their IPs. You know, like with Metal Slug, we got what? Metal Slug Tactics. Um, one of the things, and I know you've touched on it and I've touched on it too, but seeing the SNK versus Capcom match of the Millennium and then the Card Fighters clash, it's like. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> something is cooking for sure. Oh, something is cooking for sure. I mean, it's I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence, right? We've had these <laughs> games, you know, sitting on ice for a very long time, then all of a sudden, just one after the other, and then you have, you know, every time SNK would do a teaser on Twitter for their next characters, you know, the silhouettes that they do, you'll have the Street Fighter producer, you know, poking fun and, and drawing some of the characters over that silhouette. And then you had you had him actually he was visiting SNK just what yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, he said don't read too much into it, but yeah, we kinda already did. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's definitely something. And I think, well, I wouldn't say hundred percent obviously, but I think the next logical step, I don't think we're gonna jump from this to a Capcom versus SNK three or SNK versus Capcom two. I think we're gonna if it's happening, there's gonna be some other steps, which is You'll have a guest character from from Capcom in an SNK game and from SNK yeah. in a Capcom. If that happens, if you see Ryu and King of Fighters 15 DLC and you see Kyo in Street Fighter 6, then yeah, it's just a matter of months before they announce a new crossover. I, th- I think it's going to happen if we get to that point. So we still have a couple steps before we say, oh, for sure it's happening. But we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, I and I really feel like the relationship between SNK and Capcom has improved uh, since yeah. uh, Yoshinori Ono left the company. Yeah. So there's uh, some rumors. Yeah. I don't know how true they are, but they're yeah. saying that it was it was, it was kind of like blocking things from happening, and I I, I really don't know uh, if it's true or just the internet. Uh, yeah, like I, I've heard those same rumors, and it's like it, although it, it it's kind of interesting that once he left, that all this yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because was one of the other relationships that Capcom, you know, refostered was them with Arika. You know, yeah. you, you saw the fight in EX. You saw the, what, Kyrie's costume for Ryu and Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. which 
I was like, I never thought I would see that again. Yeah. So it, it's, it is interesting to, to, to see all that. Um, once I mean, the, the, the kind of like, uh, the, it's the steps that you're getting one step at a time and we're definitely heading into that direction. And I will be surprised if it doesn't happen. Yeah. People want it. The companies know that people want it. So I think it's just a matter of time. Like I I'm also thinking probably the next set of games we're going to get, if probably it may be in this order, I think we're going to get SNK versus Capcom SVC chaos. Possibly re-released yeah. and i do think we're gonna get cvs one and two re-released because i feel like dropping them is more of a way of testing oh is there interest because these companies yep. need to test the waters like oh is there gonna be interest are we gonna get a good roi if we do that so i could see them doing that and mm -hmm. then i thought the last character when they were they kept teasing the last character for street fighter 5 i honestly thought that was either going to be terry yeah. or keo yeah i wasn't expecting luke and, and not that i hate luke i think he's a fun character to play as you try them you try them yeah like i i, I he he makes me like a lot of his moveset obviously his projectile remind what was it sandblaster reminds me of john crawley yeah yeah like it, it it's so much like that and then his uh wheel kick i'm like okay that's very obviously terry but i honestly thought he would i thought we would get keo or terry because a matchup i've always wanted to see mm -hmm. is terry versus cody yeah i oh, wanted yeah. to see Southtown versus metro city hero <laughs> like i i just i feel like their backgrounds and their fighting styles it would be interesting because of how powerful they are in their own universes. Cause yeah. street fighter keeps teasing that Cody is one of the strongest characters, even more so than Ryu and Ken. And I would like to see him at his peak versus Mark of the wolves, Terry, cause that would be interesting of a fight. But yeah, I, 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 I was disappointed. I was like, Oh, Luke. Cause when I saw the star in yeah. the trailer, I was like, Terry rock. Uh, who the hell is Luke? <laughs> yeah, I haven't. You know, I, I have the character. I, have, I mean, I have the the last season. I purchased that, but I haven't. I haven't tried him at all. I haven't even tried Oro, which is just kind of feels shame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just kind of strange that I haven't. I haven't touched the last season at all. Uh, and I didn't like Luke's design. I think he felt he. I don't know. He feels out of place for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Growing old and just not liking new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? Yeah. You know what it is? It's because we, when we were growing up, characters had such a flair to them, like such mm -hmm. creativity and a fashion sense that Luke just looks like such a generic thrown together. And I, he looks, definitely looks fun. I mean, I saw the uh, the showcase and all that. But it's just, you know, design-wise. And the fact that they said this is our first kind of look at Street Fighter Six, I was like, uh oh, I don't like I don't like that. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Well, well that's an interesting thing too, is because they hype them up like we're gonna get this, you know, big story reveal of where Street Fighter Six is gonna go. And then if you I don't know if you like play through the or if you've seen like story mode it doesn't go anywhere it it's literally like first says part, you know like on youtube where it's like 
his father was murdered or something. It was a terrorist attack or something. But I I didn't watch the I didn't see like what how does it end? No. Oh. It doesn't go anywhere. Oh really? Okay. Nowhere. Like it it alludes to nothing. I mean his CO is Guile or was. And that's it. Okay. So I, I was like, okay, you guys hyped this character up for months to go nowhere with him. This doesn't tell me anything about what Street Fighter Six is gonna be. Doesn't tell me where the story is going to go because what they spent the last 20 something years avoiding going past Street Fighter 3. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now we're going to go past Street Fighter 3 and this is our main character. Give me Alex back. I preferred him. Yeah. Let's well, see. That's the thing we were saying with, with Capcom with Street Fighter. Just they, the story is the last thing they think about, honestly. They yeah. just, you know, it just doesn't make sense anymore. You know, like Ryu did never, you know, like, okay, so Ryu, uh, Canonically, so after he was dealing with the you know the dark Hado, Satsuno Hado, and the first in Alpha games, and then supposedly he got he controlled it. That's why he did he didn't have it in Street Fighter two and three, and then when Street Fighter four came out, now he's still struggling with it. And then we said, well, maybe that said he's going to be done with it. Then again in five, again he's still struggling with. It. So it's just it's not going anywhere, right? I mean, can well Ken got married and was having a baby, and that's that's pretty much it. There's nothing really happening. Chun Li is still looking for her father's murder, which is kind of strange. She's still doing that yeah. all these years. And Gal is it's, it's the same characters, nothing really new, which is really boring, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully things will change with Street Fighter Six, not with the new producer. We'll we'll see. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's that's been one of my thing, like one of my frustrations with the Street Fighter stories. It it, it doesn't really go anywhere. Street Fighter Five was a ridiculous plot. Yeah, it was. It, it was bad. Just like, was bad. what? What are you guys doing with that? And it's like the whole Nikali thing was like, what? It's like, is this guy showing up fighting strong people, and then he just disappears at the end? It was like nothing. No, it was weird, man. It was. It was. It was weak. They, it was, weak. and they they hyped him up so yeah. heavily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, that's the thing. SNK stories like they do. Most of the time, they deliver. Uh, Mortal Kombat, you know, it's still entertaining. It's still. Um, I don't know if you're you're into Mortal Kombat or not. No, I, I I am. I I. So coming off of Armageddon, when yeah. they did the reboot, I didn't mind the reboot in the sense of how I retold one, two, and three, and I was like, okay, we're gonna go in a whole different direction. We're gonna see how this alternate timeline plays out. Then MKX came out. I wasn't against it. I didn't feel like it was on the level of. I hated know, story mode effects. I hated the story. Right? I like, hated I, it. Like what? <laughs> Cassie Cage defeating Shinnok? Come on, dude! That was terrible. That was terrible. That was terrible. You know, like, and then all of a sudden, Johnny Cage line has line. You know, like lineage has this weird power. It's like, what are you talking about? Eleven was better. I think eleven yeah. was better. Eleven was was more coherent in a sense, you know, yeah. and kind of it went back to uh, Luke Kang a bit of focus on Luke Kang is my favorite character, by the way. Um, so I think it was it was much better. Still convoluted. I don't and I don't know where they're going after that because that ending was kind of weird. Like they're trying to shooting them themselves in the, in the foot. So we'll see how see what happens. They're working apparently. They're working on twelve right now. They're not doing it injustice. They're going right into 12 from what the rumors are saying so 
Okay, so now I need to get your opinion on this. How do you feel about the fact that, I guess, uh, MK11 pretty much had, like, what, year and a half to two year run, and then they're, like, done with it? That like, was terrible. That was terrible. That was terrible. That was so weird. They're like, okay, well, thanks, bye. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're done? <laughs> that was so weird, and I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I mean, it made sense back in the day. Well, not back in the day, but a few years ago. But now it's like you see games are, you know, their companies are kind of breathing life into their games for like four or five years. Look at Street Fighter Five, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and two years is absolutely nothing nowadays. It's absolutely nothing. You know, you need to at least have three to four years. Uh, I think it's this whole thing that they were supposed to be purchased right out of, you know, like this whole thing with, with, the, with the Warner Brothers. And I think that's what's pushed them to just stop. Uh, because the rumor is they were working on another uh, character pack. And then they moved in to work on Mortal Kombat 12 and just try to prove. I, I don't know. That's what the rumors are saying. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that has to do with it. But it was very strange. They just stopped in the middle, kind of. Yeah, it, it's. I, I didn't understand why they they decided. To and do that usually, route. companies will do that if the games are not selling well. But the game has been selling like crazy for the past. Yeah. It's still selling really well, actually, right now. It did really extremely well. And that's the and thing I, I see. Like, and SNK can do this too. I know they can. They just have to invest a little bit more in the game. They need more single player content. It, it works. You know that story mode and those you know towers and all that stuff keeps people coming back it works so i hope they're gonna snk is gonna learn from that i think another company that just in a way i kind of like feel they disrespect their fan base and this is i i I felt very insulted by this koi tecmo with what they did with dead or life six no i'm not i'm not not familiar What, what happened they killed the game in the year it came out. Oh, really? It lasted one year. Really? Well, I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to play Dead or Alive back in the Dreamcast days. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't follow up. Oh, yeah, really? No, I didn't sell well? or it. So, what killed it was that the mechanics were worse than Dead or Alive 5. You didn't have as many characters. I think what really hurt them was the fact that Dead or Alive 5 brought in all the Virtu- well, majority of the Virtua Fighter characters. So a lot of people got their taste of Virtua Fighter and they're like, yeah, I want Jackie. I want Akira. I want Paichan back in here. And they didn't bring him back. Um, and then they brought in the KOF characters again. Uh, was it Mai and Kula? But the problem with that was the base game was 60 and then you had like two to three hundred dollars in DLC, and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z kind of did did that too. This this whole like they never released. You know, like I wanted to get into the game, but when it first came out, I don't know why I didn't. I was busy with something else. And by the time I wanted to give the game a shot, you know, I saw the game was on sale. I was like, yeah, sure. And then I look at the DLCs and. If I want to have all the DLCs, I'm, it's like I'm still going to be paying like $200 or something. I'm like, that makes no sense. You want to, you know, after a year or two, you, you want to release like a, an edition with all your DLC characters and then move on. Kind of like what Mortal Kombat did that. Like, Nintendo Studios did that and two of 
very successful degree. But uh, if you just keep the, you know, like don't include like a, uh, uh, you know, a collection of your DLC characters at one at another point down the line, you really block in people from getting in. I, I wasn't ready to shell two hundred dollars or one hundred fifty dollars for the game that I wasn't sure I'm going to be playing. So yeah. I think yeah, that's that's a terrible thing. I think companies are still learning from that. Um, not sure how Samurai Showdown, Showdown did it, um, but they did some. Well, I think it's the same thing too. We still have to buy all the characters. They didn't really re-release any like sort of uh, you know collection, but Steam will do those uh, uh, sales every now and then. I think. Yeah. And at least you know, I'm very happy that SNK is still. To, you know they're still supporting Samurai Showdown because I remember when that first got announced like the FGC was very very like excited about it and then it felt like they kind of cooled off a little bit on Sam show but again we also had the pandemic and everything hitting yeah. around when they were going I th- feel like that was going to be a showcase at Evo and then we had the pandemic but yeah. you know it, it's it's good that they're still supporting it because like you know, some I don't know how many companies would still do that. Like I, 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 I hope they're still not done with it. Honestly, I hope they're still yeah. not done with it. I mean, it's been quiet lately, but uh, and it's understandable. Again, SNK is a small company, right? If you compare it to any other, uh, you know, like Capcom or or, or uh, Namco, Bandai, of course, or, or Netherlands Studios, it's very very small company. So they, I know they can't do both at the same time. So now they're focusing on KOF 15. But I do hope that. They didn't forget about Samurai Showdown. It's a, it's an amazing game. It needs an online overhaul. Um, yes, I, and I just I don't just mean the rollback netcode. It means like a whole because the rooms are messy right now. They're working yeah. fine in the beginning. I don't know why. I didn't have issues in the beginning, but now uh, if I find people, which I, I can't find people online, when I do, it's like the rooms are just so buggy. You know, like yeah. sometimes it will kick everyone out, and then everybody's name is going to change to SNK Ghost. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna talk about that ghost mode that they yeah. advertise heavily, <laughs> and they just they're like, uh, no, it's not there. We didn't say anything, but, uh, <laughs> but it needs it needs it needs an update. It honestly needs an update, and I hope they're gonna do that. Um, w- S- speaking of Samurai Showdown, do you think we'll ever get another Last Blade title? Highly unlikely. Well, or highly unlikely in the next five or six years. After we'll see. After I, I don't think it. You know, for that to happen, I think SNK will need to be a massive company once again. Like, yeah. well, not once again, but it, it needs to be a massive company to be able to take a risk and do a last blade. Because there's so you know you have King of Fighters now, and King of Fighters is probably going to last three, four years. Probably. I mean, fourteen did last that long. Mm-hmm. Um, by then you're gonna need to have a Samurai Showdown too because the first one did well. They're probably gonna have another Fear of Fury by the time they release these two. There's gonna be another sequel to King of Fighters, and then another sequel to Samurai. So you're gonna be turning to these. I think these three main um, games are gonna be the ones fighting games that are gonna be rolling. I don't think there's room yet for Last Play. That it pains me to say that, but I don't think you're gonna see a new one anytime soon. Yeah, and another title I think they'll just keep circulating out. It will be Metal Slug to add yeah. on top of. Beyond that, like I feel like anything else would possibly be a bit too obscure uh, yeah. for them to do. 
actually, you know, I would love for this to be a guest DLC uh, team in 15, a team from Rage of the Dragons. I would love to see that happen. That's that not going to happen, my... though, because they uh, that the, the the rights went to... I don't remember the company that has the rights now. Because that's getting a re-release, isn't it? Hmm? I believe that's getting a re-release this year. Yes, but by this other company, yeah. I don't remember the name, but it's um, it's not a, it's Rage of the Dragons, and it's not Double Dragon. It's supposed to be Double Dragon too, yeah. right? And then they changed that. But yeah, I don't remember which company has the rights now that they, they're re-releasing it supposedly with online and whatnot. But they announced it, that like more than a year ago, and it's just been they've been quiet since then. Yeah, it's it's just, I think it's the same company as re-releasing Breakers, isn't it? Possibly, might be. I'm not sure. Might be. Because yeah, I was thinking I wouldn't mind. I would not have minded having like a DLC team with Rage of the Dragons because I really like that game. Like uh, I think that would have been a cool team to have in a uh, team from Breakers. But you know, it, it's I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's it's unlikely, but I I would love to see. Yeah, it. another obscure fighter like is uh, Power Stone. Oh, not Power Stone. Sorry, no Power. Um, oh, dude, grab this. Is it a uh, Power Instinct? Sorry. Yeah, Power yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like oh, that I game. That I was like fun. Those <laughs> yeah, I used to play the first one back in the arcades, and I loved that one. And the second one, and then you have the Matrimelee or whatever they call it. Yeah, which is really—I mean, it was—it was the third, the last one was in the Neo Geo, but it's not a—it's not an SNK title. Though. Like it's just—I mean, you really think about like how SNK. They just have refined like the fighting game genre. Like every time they make something really good, they're like, "How do we perfect it?" And they just kept, you know, look at Absolutely. the evolution from Fatal Fury to the real belt Fatal Fury franchise to Galro. Like that's such a yep. jump. Like they perfected the formula in real belt and in Galro, and then. I kind of feel I've I've had this opinion and I don't know how many people would agree with this, but I really feel like when Street Fighter did third strike and they changed the art style and they slowed the gameplay down and emphasized the animation more to look more hard hitting and fluid. I feel like that was them being inspired a year earlier by Art of Fighting 3. You know, because it's... (laughs) But again, Arrow Fighting Three also didn't do well. So no. it's 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 very yes, it's it it's it's very risky, and you know to just remove everybody that people love and change it, only keep like two characters, which is exactly what Street Fighter Two. I think it was a, it was a mistake back in the day. Uh, even now, Street Fighter Three Third Strike is you know considered one of the best fighting games of all time, but it's still the fact that you remove everybody's favorites and just force them to learn new characters. I don't think that was a smart move at all. Yeah. And auto fighting did the same thing and it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it worked for Fatal Fury with, with, with Garo, which is an exception. And I don't think they'll, that we're going to see something like that again. As I said, yeah. the next sequel is probably going to be something both worlds. Isn't it interesting? Like how, like a lot of games that are loved now, back when we first played them they were hated yeah like it's so interesting yeah, yeah like... absolutely yeah <laughs> man i remember i remember when street fighter 3 came out i was really bummed out man i was man, i was like what now it's, it's really 
really disappointed, you know, because like I was all imagining, you know, you're gonna see Guile and, and, and Chun Li and whatnot, and it's just, it's just really disappointed. I remember I saw it in the magazine, I was like, no, there's no way that's happened. <laughs> yeah, but it was. And I think at that time it was it was when I started drifting more towards SNK games. I was always playing both and fan of all of them, but yeah, that's uh Street Fighter lost me at Street Fighter 3, honestly. And then it was uh SNK was just going I think it was it was ninety seven when it happened when Street Fighter 3 came out. And that was when KOF ninety seven came out, and then you have all the Orochi saga and story and and you know, cliffhanger at the end of the game I was like, man, this is this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's uh yeah, SNK is all about the stories, and hopefully that's going to continue. What do you think of when... Um, I've heard some people say that, like, Street Fighter Four is what brought fighting games out of the Dark Ages, as if Capcom themselves were the sole company to do that. And I, it's interesting to me when I hear that from, I guess, primarily Capcom players, and maybe that's why they say that. But it's interesting to me because Guilty Gear was still going. Um, uh, SNK was still going with KOF, still going with Samurai Showdown. Uh, a lot of other fighting games were still going too. You still had Tekken going. You still had Virtua Fighter going. Like fighting games didn't stop just because Street Fighter. No, but but out. I do agree with them, and I, and I do agree that Street Fighter Four did, rev- well, not revive, but it did breathe a new life into into the scene. It's it's the truth. It's uh. Yes, fighting games were still happening, but people didn't care, except us, who actually are pure fighting game fans. Street Fighter 4, with its focus on esports, and it, it actually, a lot of people start seeing fighting games, and they see that they matter, and that they matter, and it, it, it did definitely bring some old people and some new people into the scene. It also had the fact that people saw that 2D still is king. Well, not king, but it still works, and it still can be a great, great you know, fighting game in 2D. That's mm-hmm. what pushed, in my mind, I think that was what happened, NetherRealm Studios to take Mortal Kombat back to 2D. Remember, before that, everyone was trying to do 3D. Like, yeah. people just, it was, it was kind of like 2D was the old style and 3D is the new style. But all games that actually went from 2D to 3D really sucked. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, you know, like went to 3D to, you know, varying degrees of success. Uh, King of Fighters tried that with Maximum Impact. No offense to Maximum Impact fans, but I don't like that series. It's a good game, but it's not a KOF uh, for me, yeah. at least. So it, it, I think um, Street Fighter 4 did really help uh, defining the, the FGC in a, in a big way. It's I really believe that. One thing about the the Maximum Impact series, like. I, I like the story and I was interested in where it was going. I don't think we're going to get another maximum impact, but I liked the direction the story was going. But when it came to the gameplay, it was f- the input windows were so short. Like I, I mean, you and trying to do his records was so difficult because that input window is just so tiny compared to like being able to see the animation like with him, like okay, so for a circle, half circle back. Really? <laughs> you know, like, I don't remember. I played them. I had them on PlayStation. One one thing I'll, I'll give him though is the second one uh, had a lot of single player content. That was fun to yeah. play. You know, it was a lot of weird mini games and whatnot. It was fun. It was really fun. Again, I, it's again, I say it again. The 
single player content is very important and a lot of companies are ignoring that which is a big mistake um i did love the fact that they give us you know those uh short anime about the game which you know it was the first king of fighter anime we've got so i was was happy about that actually i still have it in here looking at it here the dvd for it so I'll, i'll give them that i mean it's not it's not a terrible terrible game but it just doesn't feel like a king of fighters game what did you, you know, since we're speaking about the KOF offshoots, what did you think of the uh, EX offshoot? Did, what did you think of how they tried to add to the sacred treasures? Like, there's, I think, nine sacred treasures. The what? The EX? The, uh, no, the, the one, one on the uh, Game, Game Boy, Boy Advance? Advance. Yeah. Uh, I, I played it back when I had the Game Boy Advance, but I don't remember anything about it, honestly. I mean, I remember the first one. I think the first one or the second one. The first one was uh, King of Fighters 2000, pretty much. Basically, uh, with, yeah. With a with, with couple changes. But I don't, I don't remember anything about the story. I know it, it was an alternate, if I recall correctly, it was an alternate telling of post-Orochi Saga. So I think... Mo Hibana was one of the main characters, which I wish they would bring her back because I loved her play style. Um, she found Kyo after the Orochi saga and nursed him back to health in the US, oddly. But oh, it, okay. it, it didn't, it, it basically said that there were nine secret treasures, and from there it was stating that one of them is a sacred treasure of the new guys, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah, uh, Yori, Yori was with two. He had two uh, secret treasure teammates, and then Kyo was on a team with. I think Mo was one, and then there's another guy who had a daughter. It looked like Chizuru, and uh, the main bad guy was uh, a kid that was possessed by the spirit of Ginnets, and it it was interesting. But I'm like, I I I thought the story was interesting, and I would have liked to see where they would have went with it, but I was like, hmm, canonically, it couldn't really happen. Mm-hmm. After, you know, it, given all the events of Ness, but I don't know. It, it was an interesting detour for them just retooling 99 and 2000. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I mean, I I had it back when I had a Game Boy Advance, which I didn't have for a very long time. But I had the game, and I remember it was like 2000, but I haven't played it ever since. I mean, I do come back and play some of these old games, like the Game Boy version of 95, because that, that's very special to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I haven't. I should actually give it a shot, because that's what you're saying is interesting. I uh, I need to know the story just to, just for the heck of it, even though it's not going anywhere, but it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah, it, it's, it's I, I was liking how they were doing that little detour, and it if they were to refine it a little bit, I like wouldn't mind it being like, kind of like, oh yeah, this is happening during the Ness arc, but this is kind of like off yeah. at yeah. a you know like a different juncture because introducing more sacred treasures was interesting, and those characters yeah. are really cool, and their play styles are fun. It's just, and I guess that's kind of one of my frustrations with SK. Like sometimes when they introduce really cool characters, they don't bring them back like can i get the mirror brothers in a main please uh yeah yeah um one of the things i i definitely want to touch on because uh 
the documentaries. What inspired you to start making documentaries? Because, dude, your documentaries are fan-fucking-tastic. Like, they're Thanks, so man. good. Thanks, man. Like, well, I honestly, how it started is... Okay, so I... I always wanted to, you know, just just since when I was a kid, back in 94, 95, I was actually, you know, having this scrapbook, which actually I made a video about it, but just, you know, whenever I find something about KOF, I would put it and just kind of like make it this ultimate uh, book where people are going to know everything about KOF. So that's how I started when I was young. Of course, there was no no internet back in the day. Um, Mm -hmm. After that, I, I, what a lot of of people don't know is I had a website uh, about Street Fighter. That's how it started back in when Street Fighter 4 came out. Uh, and then I mo- changed that to do articles about fighting games in general and started focusing more on SNK. And I wanted to do like stories about the Samurai Showdown characters because the Samurai Showdown characters have so much story, even more so, I believe, than KOF characters. It's just a lot of rich, rich history based on real history. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, instead of just doing since I'm writing all this script, instead of writing it, which is just doing video and i'm like you know what let's just do a history of samurai showdown that's how it really started and i just i'm just gonna do the video and see what people think and then it just went from there really so uh, just you know and if you if you go back to the samurai showdown videos you can see you can see it from my voice that i was still nervous doing that but it just i, I know, couldn't tell through. really oh yeah i was i was, I was <laughs> like the first few videos now when i go back to the first videos with chance i'm like oh i was i was pretty nervous <laughs> <laughs> and i just went from there just learned the whole thing just tried you know learn things by myself and we got better and better and faster doing things i guess i'm still learning though i'm still not nowhere near what i want to be but getting there hopefully <laughs> no i mean your work is is like honestly, uh, a comparison of your work with like the Samurai Showdown documentary and the Art of Fighting one and the current Fatal Fury one, I compare it because I, I play Final Fantasy fourteen. So there's a, a, a YouTuber that goes by No Clip, and he did a documentary of Final Fantasy fourteen when it came out in 2010 and how it almost, you know, basically closed down Square Enix because it failed, and how it revived under uh the new leadership of yoshi p and went on it's like one of the most successful doc it's the biggest documentary and the most well-researched that i've seen for final fantasy 14 and to me looking at your documentaries for you know snk and kof and, and and everything that you're doing it reminds me of that because it's so well researched you know and you almost don't see that level of detail when it comes to videos on youtube anymore because you know there was a point where we had longer form videos and then a lot of people have shifted away you know again because of short attention spans like the the clickbait and everything like that and it's it's refreshing to see that and honestly you know your work inspired me to work on like there's another franchise i love is ease you know i I've, i love the ease franchise i've played every single game mm-hmm. and it inspired me to do my own you know timeline documentary of it and i started it i did one episode which people have been badgering me for the last year and a half to do part two and i'm like a lot of work to it people don't realize that though they think like it's easy and i'm like no it's not it's one thing one thing you can tell you is that 
you you get faster as thing as you know time goes you start doing things faster in fact i can't tell you exactly what i'm working on but you should know it hopefully this week next coming week but the level of work i've done in this series that that's that's the reason why i'm not doing many videos i don't know if you noticed i usually do videos daily for the past month i couldn't yeah. because i've been working my ass off on this thing uh, that i'm not allowed to say what it is uh but it's supposed to release this coming week and the, i think it's the most work i've done in all my videos before but surprisingly i did it faster than you know like usually like an episode will take me months to, to actually finish surprisingly this was more difficult but somehow it took less but you had to focus on it but again you get you get used to doing these things faster it's it's a lot of work though but yeah. if you if you like my story videos um, i'm sure you're gonna you're gonna like like, like this one it's it, it's gonna be good and it's gonna bring a lot of uh not hate but it's gonna be a lot of uh how do i say this a lot of people are not gonna agree with one with some stuff but you'll we'll we'll talk next week if you want, and then you'll understand what I'm talking about. I'm 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 all down for it, man. I, I I'm looking forward to. It. I I love your content. Like I said, like it it's it, it was you know I was looking for more you know SNK related content, and then you know years ago that's how I came across your channel, and I've been a fan for years, and and, and you know then. The documentaries, I absolutely love them. Like I said, it inspired me to do one with ease. I'm actually working on. Well, I, I, I've teased this for like a year because I'm still working on it. But uh, I'm working on like doing a KOF timeline documentary because I see so much misinformation out there. They're like mainly from yeah, Capcom well. players. <laughs> mainly from Capcom players. Like I don't hate Capcom play. I love Capcom fighting games, but it's just I, I've kind of noticed a trend where it's like if it's not Capcom for a lot of people, it's they don't care about it. I, I, especially with the KOF 15 beta, I saw a lot of pro and I know a lot of pro street Fighter five players who kind of were bashing KOF mm -hmm. saying like, Oh, he's, he's either saying it's too easy and it's brainless or it's too hard or they're upset. They got to learn multiple characters. And I remember talking to one pro player and he was complaining to me about, the beta saying like oh it's too difficult to learn all these characters i was like well the thing with kof yeah there's balancing but if you can get you can literally be good with any team and win yeah like there's no priority over certain characters like in street fighter like if you can learn a team you can be effective with them yeah true absolutely it, it takes it takes time to but that's the thing and again i guess it's a generation thing it's just for me when i see a game like that it doesn't it doesn't push me away. It's the opposite. Like I want to learn how how these people can do these things, and I can't. You know, it just really bothers me. Like you see people playing the game, you're like, "What <laughs> is this? Even the same game?" So that that pushes me to actually try to do better. I'm I'm not I'm not a good player in 14. I started very very late, uh, but you know I still hold my ground after trying and trying and trying. I think it's it's just a I don't know it's a generation thing. It really is. Uh, now it's like people don't bother and just go and play something on their phones, as we said before. Yeah. It, it's, um, I guess since we're talking about the generation thing, like, how do you feel about, I guess, the current landscape of gaming? Uh, do you feel that games are 
Because I feel like there's a difference between creativity and fun. Like, do you feel like they are more fun, more creative now than they were then? Or because of the limitations that they had back then, they had to get more creative to make it more fun, to be more appealing? I don't know. I know it's... it's, it's yeah, yeah I, I, see, I, see, I, see, uh, I see your point. It's... um, Well, I think as a player... uh back in the day you know like those limited games they would they would make me like imagine more about the game right like they don't give you much because they were limited but then like in your imagination you add all these things and you try to understand the stories and just i don't know that i think that was fun it's not the case anymore they give you everything but games are obviously now more like blockbuster movies right yeah um but it's difficult to find a game that actually i would start right now and then just can't stop can't stop playing until i finish it's very very rare only a few games i would say i got that a lot of them will have spectacle and all that but yeah it's just fine you're like yeah i'll fine i can stop i'll play there maybe i don't even come back to it and i think it's as you said it's like a lot of games are just trying to push the spectacle more than the actual gameplay and fun of playing which yeah. is um, you know, I, I gotta give Nintendo this. I mean, because the, their games don't look the best, but you still have some. You know, I still have a lot of fun with games like Mario and whatnot. So I give them that. They don't look great compared to other games. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy other games. Like I love, like recently, what what games I played recently. Um, I'm currently playing the Guardians of the Galaxy. I love that game. I thought it was that was great. Uh, God of War. I just played it uh, a few months ago. Finally, like the new one, obviously. I think that was mm-hmm. a lot. That was a great game. Uh, played Final Fantasy VII Remake. Finished it. Uh, didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Uh, but I think it's just I'm not into RPGs as much as I think I believe I am. Um, but anyway, there's still, there's still games that I would play and I wouldn't stop playing, right? But it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult. You, finding a great game nowadays with all the games that you have is not as easy as you would think it would, should be. And, you know, touching on that, it it feels like, honestly, because, like, one of the things, like you said earlier, like, when you were coming up, you probably get one or two games a year. And I don't know how, if it was the same for you. Like, for me, it was my birthday and Christmas. And that was it. (laughs) You know, I had to make sure I researched what game I'm getting because that's all I'm going to be playing unless we were able to, like, rent a game uh, from Blockbuster or something like that. But, um Oh, it was even worse when I was growing up in Samoa. Like, God, getting any game in Samoa was insane. But it's, you know, it's weird to me seeing so many games drop within such a short time span. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm you, looking you just at. You can't play everything. It's impossible. You, yeah. <laughs> you can't. Like, it, it's. So, so like, one of the things, like, I, I, I used to do IT. I used to do InfoSec. And I shifted out of that, like, thankfully, because this podcast has allowed me to do this full time. So I podcast full time and I review games full time in tech. Oh, that's great. So it. So as I've started, like, reviewing more games and working with more companies, like I'm looking at next month. I'm excited and I'm dreading it because it's like, okay, KOF 15 that's where I want the majority of my, my time to go. But I'm also going to be covering Elden Ring. I'm going to be covering Horizon 2. 
what else is coming out next month? Like it's just there's so GT much. GT Seven Gran Turismo is also coming. I don't know if you is that next month. Yeah. Oh god. But, but, well, that's <laughs> not next month. I think that's March. By like early March, I think. Because like I'm yeah. looking forward to that. I'm like I, I've been. I was disappointed with sport. I, I didn't like GT Sport. But I haven't. I you know the only Gran Turismo I played is the first one on PlayStation. <laughs> 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 I'm not into cars, but uh. I, I do play Forza every now and then just because it's you just, you know, sometimes just feel like not thinking too much when I'm playing just before I go to sleep. Sometimes I do that. Right. But, uh, and, and it just feels like, I guess, because like we're older, you know, having families and whatnot, our times. Oh, yes. It is so compacted that. I don't know. Like I, sometimes I feel like I'm too dude, tired to play. Uh, dude, tell me about it. It's um, <laughs> you know, family. Uh, I have my job, uh, which I do a couple, few things at the same time, and then I usually don't finish. I usually come home. Well, I'm not most of the time. I work from home, but I'm done around maybe seven p.m. Then I have to spend time with my daughters and family until they until my daughters sleep around nine p.m. or ten p.m. And then mm. that's when I start the YouTube thing. So. It's, it's a lot it's, of work, man. It's a grind. So finding time to play is, is almost impossible now. I just, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I love the game. I really want to finish it. It's, I've been playing it since it came out, and I barely like will touch it like, for like half an hour a week or something. So yeah, <laughs> it's tough. But, like a lot of people don't understand it. Like I, I when I was doing uh, information security, like literally, I would be working from like six in the morning to like six at night sometimes seven and then because our team was me and my boss i was on call 24 7 even yeah. when i was on vacation so it's like i, I hear i mean i'm in <laughs> it too and i have i have to have my phone on all the time uh what? actually this is this is both <laughs> funny and sad but i was actually working on my wedding day <laughs> so, same yeah. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know how it is, man. Oh man, <laughs> you know I, 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 it's okay. So, I, my wife and I, we got married five, six years ago, and um, yeah, like yeah. the day of the wedding, I was still working. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, like, like, literally, as I'm at the altar, I'm getting messages, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, yeah, I, I know the pain. I know the pain. I haven't had like a full day off. Like when, you know, like back in the day, my previous jobs before I get into, because like I do IT, but I work with um, oil and gas companies. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really like, if there's an issue, it's really time sensitive. But before yeah. that, I would take, when I take on, when I go on vacation, I can turn off my work phone and just enjoy it. But I haven't done this in, since 2012, I believe, or well, 2004. 14 maybe i haven't done this like whenever i'm on vacation i have to have internet i have to have my computer always on my you know backpack if something happened i can just pop it open <laughs> i just i've done it so long now that it just feels normal you know which yeah. is sad i guess <laughs> have you ever considered uh at a point going full-time with content creating well i would love to but i'm just not going to be sustainable not for the time being it absolutely isn't so i have to keep doing what i'm doing and doing this as a as a secondary thing um 
but I do have some some. I mean, I had some, still have some big plans for the channel. Uh, I was before the coronavirus hit. I was I was going to Japan to film three documentaries with SNK. Mm. Um, so one of them was uh, was the uh, one of them was a day at SNK. I just spent the whole day at SNK and just film the all the departments working on our favorite games. Um, and I got the okay from SNK. I got my plane ticket. It was everything was set, but then the pandemic hit and didn't want still doesn't want to go away. So I'm still waiting yeah. for that to to clear, but I'm still definitely want to do that. Uh, I was also gonna gonna record the history of KOF from there, just you know, like talking to the devs and whatnot. But again, still couldn't do it. So hopefully, hopefully, uh we're how things are going, I'll be able to do it this year. I hope so. Okay. Yeah, I mean I, I definitely I definitely think, and I can see it like you at some point going full time. I it, it can't. I'll say this. You know how IT is. IT pays very well. Mm-hmm. Going from full time IT to full time content creating. I'll just say this. I do miss the check. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my check. Um, but after uh, there, you can get to a point where it's, you can live comfortably. Um, I, I, but with how creative you are and you've got it, you've got such a gift for this. I would love to see one day you go full time. Thanks, man. I I hope so. It'll be very scary. Like I'm, I'm the kind of person who, uh, I, I would like, I take risks, but I always try to double on things just for example like i would i would um if i buy if i have a cable you know like that i'm gonna use for something mm-hmm. i will buy a second cable even though i still have that one just in case this one doesn't one day stops working i can find the other mm-hmm. one so it's just the idea how i do my life so even if i go full-time i have to keep something on the side as well just if something i don't know youtube decides to demonetize me for some reason then i'll have right something else or Right, so it's 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 scary, but I would love to. In, in fact, actually, I found myself enjoying so much doing the documentaries. You know, like doing documentaries and filming, putting and editing. I just, it's so much fun, man. It's a lot of work. It's it's tiring, but I just find this weird satisfaction from doing it. So I would love to be able to do like professional documentaries, filming them all around the world. I would love to do that. Hopefully, I'll be able to do it. Like one thing I was, I was one thing I was thinking about that, uh, like this is, because the size of your channel, um, well, we can also probably talk about this offline too. But uh, like one thing I was thinking, uh, you could, I could definitely see you doing is like, like for outlets like uh, Game Informer and such. Like, I'm friends with the editor in chief over at Game Informer. And a lot of times when they need to get footage for certain games, a lot of the footage you see on their YouTube channel and stuff, I, I'm capturing oh, really? for them. And oh, so cool. like, you know, you just, you have a rate, they'll pay you that. And then you know, just different things you can do. Like I, I have multiple streams of income, but like I said, I, I missed my IT check. But <laughs> I'm just saying like, there are things, and we can definitely talk about this offline because I, 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 I'm not sure. Are, have you worked with Sony or? No. No. Um, 
Is there anything coming out with Sony you're interested in? Like games from Sony, you mean? What? Yeah. Well, I mean, Sony is just their their their, their first body games are awesome. Man. Like Spider Man, I'm looking really looking forward to Spider Man too. For example, you know, I'll connect God you. Too, yeah. I'll connect you to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I work with them. I'm oh yeah. I'm, curr- I'm currently Dude, working the, on uh, the, you know yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not it's kind of strange to see how the PlayStation is going to do without Call of Duty but I think they have enough first party titles to not worry about that. That's whole yeah, it, Microsoft thing is kind of weird too. The and that's one of the things I find interesting like a lot of people that are panicking that the acquisition of Activision is going to negatively like hurt Sony well, Sony but but I mean it's it, it's we gotta be honest. I don't think. Well, I mean, the the, the contracts already for the next Call of Duty games, the next maybe yeah. a couple. But after that, it's definitely gonna go exclusive on Xbox. They're not gonna spend all that money to let PlayStation have it. It's not. Yeah. It's not gonna. Now, Sony has some great FPS like franchises that have been dormant for for some years. So they, I think it's the time to get those yeah. on track because Call of Duty is not what it used to be. I used to it's love Call of Duty. I don't even bother playing it anymore. Yeah, uh, it, I played bring four back like the... crazy, but it just, you know, that, it yeah. feels like, um, you know, there's no soul to it. That's that's how I feel. It really feels like after I want to say Modern Warfare two, maybe maybe three. I'm being generous if I say three. <laughs> after modern warfare 2 um i really felt like it just became routine for them yeah exactly and it and it, it lost its identity and it's just like oh a new year here's another game a new year here's another game yeah. it's like yeah yeah that's the thing yeah absolutely so um i don't know uh, i mean people, unless you're you're a call of duty player and you just bought a playstation 5 then yes you're probably going to be panicking but it's a lot of other franchises that do that better than than activision was doing so but it's 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 a strange well it's um things are going to heat up between the two consoles we're going back to the console wars again with it i think because this is that's a big acquisition and i think sony will definitely do something uh not i mean they're not just going to go acquire someone but i think uh it's going to push them to try and, and and have those first party titles um more of them and with you know even better quality i think i mean if they bring back resistance or kill zone i'd be happy exactly resistance <laughs> and kills those are great great fps titles that have been dormant for a while yeah man we we are what a week and a half two two weeks away from 15 ends about, of this recording yeah about two weeks about two weeks to have the game to to i mean if you pre-order the deluxe edition so that's going to be a little bit over two weeks um i'm hoping to play it a little bit earlier see what happens so how are you uh one, once it drops like how do you think you're going to feel like that surreal feeling of like yes yeah, here you think it's going to dude i really yeah <laughs> it's uh the thing, um, I got Samurai Showdown a little bit earlier than everybody else because of, I got the review copy. And mm-hmm. Samurai Showdown was like, what, 15 characters? So it was easy to just go over all of them, right? Like all the endings and see everything before before the game was released and try everything. That's going to be difficult with King of Fighters. 
<laughs> 39 <laughs> characters, all the combinations, all the endings, and all the content. And but I know what I'm gonna do the first thing, that's for sure. That's something I know. I'll just go and watch the anime short, the five minutes or three minutes anime. Short. That's the first thing I'm gonna do. I'm not I'm not even gonna go into arcade or story, just go there, go to that gallery and watch that. That's the first thing I'm gonna do for sure. I'm a huge, believe. huge anime like game adaptation anime fan. So, I, I'm I was shocked when they announced they got Obari back. Yeah. I got I but I had my hopes a little bit high because when they said said short anime, I was thinking it's actually like a short story, right? Mm-hmm. But it's actually it's more like a anime clip, right? With the game song playing in the back. I'm still happy, but I was I was hoping a bit more. I guess I'm, <laughs> I guess I guess I got greedy when uh <laughs> Oh man. So um other than that, anything else you're looking forward to this year? Like DNF duel. That was so weird that they dropped that beta. Yeah. I didn't try like, it, obviously, uh for obvious reasons. Uh but I'm looking forward to well, um in terms of fighting games, not really. I'm not I mean KOF is gonna be my main game. Not not really looking into anything else. Um but um absolutely God of War two, uh I want to play that game. Other than that, it's just man, it's just going to be King of Fighters. It's just going to be my main game this year. And just, just I'm going to try to be a good player. I'm going to try to start from the beginning and and just see what I can, you know, content-wise, what I'm going to do with it. I'm very, very, very excited. Trying to, again, try to piece up the story. You know, it's, it's always fun for me. Just look at all the endings and try to make sense of things. I love doing that. That's that. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Awesome. Anything you want to leave the audience with before we go? Well, I just want to say thank you for having me. It's a great honor. Um, those of you who enjoy the channel, thank you for being fans and, and watching my content. And I promise you, I'm still working on making things even better. So if you stick around, you'll see what I'm talking about. Awesome. And where can people find you? We're going to include uh, well, the links down below, but. <laughs> well, you have, I'm on uh, obviously YouTube, Neo Geo Now, and I'm on Twitter at Neo Geo Now. So if you want to say hi, I want to talk to me, if you, you know, uh, want to uh, ask me questions or, or, or tell me anything about the content, feel free to do so. Awesome. And with that being said, links for everything will be down in the description below. So make sure you go follow. Uh, Nabil on Twitter as well as sub to his YouTube channel for amazing content. I, and I'm not just saying it to blow smoke up your ass, man. I'm being completely, completely Thank truthful. You. Amazing content. Thanks you want to learn a lot about SNK, you want to learn about, you know, just the, the history, the characters, you know, the different franchises. Make sure you go sub to his channel and, you know, stay tuned for more amazing content. I don't even know what's coming next. And, you know, and I'm excited to see what's coming next from your channel. So uh, it's you. been a true honor as a fan having to calm down my fanboyness. Like I'm over here like, yo, I can't believe I actually have you on the channel. Um, you know, like just, just, oh my goodness. It's so Thanks, man. It's really an honor. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next one.
Mahalo for your time for listening to this episode of the Casanova Podcast and One Podcast in Hawaii. If you found this episode to be incredibly enjoyable, informative, or if there's anything you gain from it or any insight or, you know, anything that's good that you really, really enjoy, make sure whatever platform you're listening to it on or if you're watching it, leave a comment if that's available on the platform, like it, share it around with someone you think would enjoy it, and give us some feedback because your feedback is a exactly what we need to keep this show going and if you're wondering what are some ways that you could support the show we got various ways we've got patreon we have channel memberships over on youtube as well as subscribe star coffee and so much more links for everything will be in the description of the podcast so make sure you go check that out and with all that being said i hope you have an aloha rest of your day let them know that i'm next level i'm a whole new kind of guy at the top spot in case you forgot we the ones that got the black hot bullet got the shot